0: Most fans of true crime would love the chance to experience catching a killer. This is where Hunt a Killer comes in. This is the best way to get in the shoes of a real detective and feel like you're solving an actual real-life murder. I'm absolutely addicted to hack. I've been subscribed to their six-episode season since they were a thing and have played all but one of their standalone games. My office is filled with documents and evidence from their cases and there's nothing like filing away when you've solved and closed the case. If you'd like to get your hands on one Of their standalone cases, use our code Sirens at checkout on their website, www.hunakiller.com. And hey, every episode helps fund the Cold Case Foundation, a nonprofit that assists in bringing justice to unsolved cases throughout the country.
1: You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. And now, for a break from our regular programming
0: for this special Supernatural episode, Holly's Hauntings. And we're calling her... Here we go
2: hello hello hi (laughs) hey how are you (laughs) i
1: know gosh i miss you (laughs) Ah, okay so we're gonna go ahead and get started um okay if you if you don't mind like introducing yourself and letting everyone know what your affiliation with the dorothy summer summer's
2: theater was I'm Vicki Rivesnider, and I am a professor at East Central University. However, I have been affiliated with East Central University since 1988 because that's when I started college there. But I didn't get involved in the theater until probably the, the early 90s. But when I, when I was involved with the theater, that's when I started noticing that there are things going on in the theater that are unexplained.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already have chills because I just remember. So, okay. So, I, um, I too, started theater in the early 90s. I was probably... I've known you my entire life. Um, I'm not even sure if it's because of the theater, if it's because you and mom in the theater together. I don't know where mm-hmm. our connection came from. But um, I was... In Oliver Twist, um, when I was about to turn either three or four years old, and Mm -hmm. I've been there ever since, and I also had my dance recitals there, and that's when I experienced it the most. There weren't a whole lot of us there. Um, Mm -hmm. We would wait on the stairs, so the way this uh, auditorium is set up, your green room is in the basement, which for everyone who doesn't know, green room, dressing room, makeup, whatever, um, is in the basement. It's the waiting you stand, room, basically, yeah. Yes, yes. So you stand, whenever it's your time to go on, there are stairs that go up this to the stage. And whenever there was a whole group of us, we'd be waiting on the stairs, you know. And I personally mm-hmm. had, um, there were lots of nights when there was no audience there and things were running around. It sounded like kids. It sounded like little feet, yeah. little fast feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I forgot something. So my babysitter used to come by and she, remember rock candy, the necklaces? Oh, yeah. So she would make me those for every recital. And they had that um, chair down uh, the ring. It looked like a ring dish. It was like pointed in the middle and it, it was a settee. You could sit all the way around it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I left my necklace on that. So I went back downstairs by myself. And as I'm coming back up, something comes past me so freaking cold, so fast. Like I could have sworn it was a human being and there was nobody around. And I was like, okay, I got to get up to the top of the stairs. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So, um, I like, if you have anything familiar like that or your colleagues or your friends or whatever, like, um, I love your first-hand stories, too. Well,
2: back when, back when you were young, there was a telephone that was actually on stage right. And it was by the curtain. And so that was for, because back then we didn't have cell phones or anything. So the people up in the lighting booth could call down to the stage if they needed something or whatever. But during a show, we would unplug it and turn it off, you know, so that it couldn't ring during a play. But we mm-hmm. were in rehearsal, and the phone was plugged up, and we were at the rehearsal, and the phone started ringing. And so, of course, the moment to answer it and nobody was there, well, we thought it was the lighting person. And so our director yelled up to the lighting person not to call during rehearsal unless it was an emergency. And the, of course, the person up in the lighting booth said, I swear I didn't call anybody. And they said, Oh, okay. So then we start rehearsal again and the phone rings again. and. You know, then nobody's on the phone. The, the guy in the lighting booth wasn't in the phone, on the phone, so uh, our director got mad, and he, the doctor, it was Mr. Shawhorn, and he's the guy who okay, basically okay. ran the whole theater and yeah so he gets upset so he just unplugs the phone he just takes the whole cord out of the phone so it cannot ring so we get back into rehearsal and i'm not kidding you that phone rang and it was not hooked up oh and while God. it's ringing someone went over and showed everybody that the phone's not hooked up and it's ringing oh, so that was one yeah that's back when you were young that's what happened oh, and then my God. It, oh yeah so that I mean that's a little those are little things but uh so i became a professor after i graduated Eastern University, they hired me immediately, so I became a professor, and I would, when we do a show, I always give extra credit to my students if they come to the show, so I took my grade book so I could give them credit when I saw them, And I, but, so I, but that night I left it in the theater, so the next day when I was in class, I said, oh, I left my grade book in the theater, I'm going to go get it, hang on. So I, when I, this is funny, it's because it's going to go with your story about hearing the children. So I <laughs> took off and I went, of course, I unlocked the theater door and I walk in and it's pitch black in there. I mean, black. So I'm feeling my way to turn on, to flip on the light uh, to, so I could see where my grade book was. And there's just one little light back behind where the lighting was is where I was sitting. And I turned on that light. And when I did, I heard children running down the aisles. And, and then turn around and come back toward me. And when it came back toward me, that sound came back toward me, I grabbed, I left the lights on and everything. I grabbed my grade book and I ran out of there really <laughs> quick because nobody was there, but I could hear the children running. So that was one thing that happened. And then mm. another really crazy thing that I know that the entity or whatever it is there that haunts the place, I know is there and was with us in the room was because of this story right here. We were, uh, this girl, her name was Christina. Christy and I, we were in the, in the, sewing room and we were sorting hats and we were putting them in these big see-through bins so you can see them and and we were separating them by color and it was midnight and I'm always up there late anyway I am always at the university when there's a show you know really late at night and our and our uh, security always comes and checks on me so we were putting the hats in the bin and she was by a door that goes to the where you hang up the costumes and I was by a door that leads to the hallway and so there's so we're putting these hats and she's throwing me the colors that i need and all of a sudden my doorknob jiggles oh. and so of course we stopped we're scared you know and i said, oh, it has to be security so you know it's just me i'm up here putting hats in we're all good and he usually has the key so he comes on in well he didn't come in so the, the doorbell, j- the door handle jiggled again. So I go over to the door and I open it up, and there's nobody there. It's pitch black in the hallway, Ugh. and I said, "There's nobody there." And I shut the door, and uh, yeah, I shut the door, and then just two, just I mean, seconds later, her doorknob jiggled. Now she jumped oh, a no, mile. No, 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 yeah, no. But here's oh, no. the thing: it, it it had to be some something because even if it was security, security did not have time to walk down one hall turn right, walk down that hall, find the door to the wardrobe, go through that door, then go through the, ward- the wardrobe, all the clothes, and then wiggle that doorknob. There's right, just no way. because the door that she yeah, was standing exactly.
1: by is is not right by a hallway. You have to go through a whole exactly. other room to get to you, that
2: door. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, of course, she wanted to leave, so we left. Well, then, I, all night long, <laughs> I just thought of that. So, the next I thought, I'm going to put this thing to a test. Okay, so if if they were outside and it was somebody wiggling the doorknob, you know, then I'm going to know. So what I did was I had somebody stand inside the room, and I went in the hallway, and I wiggled the doorknob, and it would not wiggle inside the room we were in. We actually saw, when we were in the room doing that, we actually saw the doorknob moving back and forth. So I go over to the other door, I go through the hallway, I go through the the wardrobe room. And the other person standing there, and I, I jiggled that doorknob, and, of course, it did not move. So whatever was in there was in the room with us. Oh and my that, god! I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding you. So yeah, that happened that night. No, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then in that same room, this is just that, that was that was several years. That was probably ten years ago. That it happened, and just like three years ago, two two or three years ago, uh, this student, his name was Keegan. He was standing in the same position that Christina was standing in, and I'm um, saying basically probably where I was when I that happened before. But there's a washroom. If you go, if you the doorway that he was standing in. It leads to the wardrobe room. room. If you walk through the wardrobe, then there's a door, another door straight ahead that goes into the washing room. Washer and dryer's in there. Mm -hmm. So we're standing there and we're doing material and all of a sudden we hear... Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that door was closed to the washroom and he looks up and the door is opening to the washroom and his eyes got big and he just froze and I thought there has to be somebody in there. So Mm -hmm. I go through the wardrobe room and I open, open the door wider and there's nobody in there. So I thought... Okay, maybe maybe it just did it, you know. I don't know. Sometimes the doors move. So I shut the door completely, made sure it was shut, went back in. We start folding clothes up again. All of a sudden we hear, and then all of a sudden he looked up, and the door was open again, and then it slammed. So I thought, oh, my God, is someone playing a joke on Because they know that, you know, things happen. So right, well, every, scary, everybody so just, knows. But yeah, goes, <laughs> let's just leave. I said, wait, let me see. Let me, let me just make sure. Are you crazy? So I go in, and I open up the door again, and I check the washroom. Nobody's in there. And I shut the room the door again. But as soon as I walked halfway through the washroom door, I heard it open again right behind me and then slam real fast. And we just ran. Oh, we my was, gosh. It was so scary. <laughs> yeah, so it was doing that while we were in there. That was, well, anyway, so we, I put the bat to the test. So if you open that door, that door does not make that eek sound at what? all. So oh, I don't my know, gosh. But yeah, but yeah, there you go. So oh. that door won't make that sound. It's a quiet door. So that was another weird really thing. Nope. And then you were talking about you were talking about the hallway that where you go up the stairs to go onto the stage. And right, right. One day, uh, there was a lady, her name's Tina Davis, and she was helping me build a set. I wasn't there yet. She was there. And so she was working, and she was right in the middle of the stage, and she heard a spray can. Someone shaking a spray can. And so she thought, oh, Vicky's here. So she said, "Vicky, I'm up here. And then I didn't answer her, of course, because I wasn't there. And so she hears the spray can shake again. So she goes over to the ledge and looks down the staircase thinking I was... Cause it was coming right from that staircase and she said nobody was there and she thought she said she yelled vicky so she went down the stairs and she looked in the green room and i wasn't there she walked back upstairs and she's on the middle of the stage and right as soon as she got to the middle of the stage she hears that spray can sound again so she stopped what she was doing she thought, okay i'm just going to ignore it so she starts she's ignoring it, and she's done set and all of a sudden something just walked me she said it sounded like a, a little person like a, or a little either a, a child or a, a, a small woman walked mm. past her and she she actually heard them take the steps on that stage and you know when someone's mm-hmm. walking on that stage oh my God. and mm-hmm. she said it went right past her and she was so scared she went out and sat on the stairs and said I'm not going back in that building doing so when I got there man things were happening but we kept working and so she had one of those uh, machines that um, it'll say in it a name or you, it, it just speaks whatever, but it's a ghost. Oh, a, a spirit box. Yes. Yeah, so she had one of those. She went out. Yeah, she went out to her car and she got that. So she had it in there, and we're we're working in there, and all, all of a sudden it says it says Thomasine, and she went what? And I, I said I think it said Thomasine. So so we're working again, and it said Thomasine again, and then so we're working again, and then it says uh, Sir Knight. Just like that sir knight and she's what is what's a sir knight well i look up in our set we're doing a we're doing um a play that we written the princess and the pulper and one of the characters name was thomasine and we had a knight standing on our set oh my what? god oh my god oh my god oh my god that happened the same day then she had to go pick up her kids from school and i'm still working by myself and i'm not kidding you guys I walk off the stage, I'm on the edge of the the stage, and all of a sudden, I heard a wall fall. The whole stage shook. And I thought, oh my God, we didn't get a wall break. And I'm a a stickler on set building, so I know that I bolted that thing right. I know it was bolted right. So I thought, oh man, half the the set fell. And I turn and walk behind the set and nothing had fallen, nothing, nothing had fallen. That's when I said, okay, I'm out of here, so I left. (laughs) And that, yeah. Oh my gosh! And then one night, these kids from the high school and the high school director, they wanted to go ghost busting. I said, "Okay, I'll take y'all up there for just a little bit, so we could get up there." It's about midnight, and we walk up on the stage, and we're on the stage, and something heavy fell right in the middle of the stage. Of course, everybody screaming, about kills each other trying to trying to run down <laughs> those stairs you were talking about. Oh my and gosh. so I thought, "Wait, wait, hang on." After after we calmed down, I turned, I flipped on the work light to see what fell. Nothing was on the stage. Nothing. Oh no! And there's times when you're up there, and all of a sudden you see something punching the curtains, the main curtain, mm-hmm, and you go up there, mm-hmm. and there's nobody up there. Yeah, yes, Things like that. Happen. Oh my god, mm-hmm.
1: that same thing happened to us. Whenever I was in mm-hmm.
0: dance, that same mm-hmm. yeah. seriously.
1: So we had we had multiple classes there, and I can't remember who our helper's name was. I want to say Amy, but it was me and Luann, and. I would, once again, at this time, I was waiting on my babysitter, and you could see those curtains moving, and Luann just went stomping over there, thinking one of the kids had, like, gone rogue and was over there, you know, like, messing yeah, with things. And, curtain, like, yeah, And like Yes, and there was nobody mm-hmm. there. She came back, and she goes, well, I guess they ran off, and I'm sitting there going, mm-mm, like, I know more about this place. I'm telling you, like, I, I don't want to sound crazy. You know what I mean? I was like, I just
2: didn't say anything. I was like, trust me. I know what you mean. One night we were up there and it, we were, I had a couple kids left with me and the, the lighting person forgot to turn off the main light. But you have to go upstairs to do that. And so uh, we're walking upstairs and there's at, the, at each end of the hallway, there's a, a soda machine or a snack machine. But when you, go, when you go movement passes past it, it'll click on. It won't come on unless somebody walks in front of it. Then it clicks on and makes the sound. So we go up there and we turn off all the lights, it's pitch black in the hallway and in the theater and everything. We walk out of the theater and we're all together and somebody at the, at the far end of the hall walks in front of that, that machine that makes the noise. Then we hear these flip-flops. And I look up, and there's nobody coming. But I hear someone walking in flip flops. So we take off running, and I I'm hitting the elevator button as fast as I can. And finally, the elevator door opens up. We all get inside, and, and then we hear the flip flops running to the elevator, and the door's not shut yet. Yeah. And it's slow, it's going slow. It's too slow for me. And I'm like, that's the first time ever. I really did. I started to cry. <laughs> I'm not kidding oh you. Gosh. I started to cry because Aww. I thought we were going to be by something. But that's what that we didn't see anybody, but we could hear them. It was crazy oh, that I mean, just happened the, not too long ago
1: yeah that's
2: the whole thing like every, like any
1: entity whatever's in there if it's 10 of them if it's one of them i don't know what it is but right. like, it's strange that we all from like generationally we have the same freaking stories like yeah we have the same stories the same thing has happened to multiple people we've all seen it um we've all heard it those kids feet are unmistakable
2: anything yes, you hear
1: on the stage is unmistakable the slapping of the feet the sounds of that because that i think the staircase was metal if i remember correctly i just know that it was loud like yeah you you yeah. didn't want to be thundering up and down it to get on right. the stage
2: yeah you had to be real careful walking up there because you got to be quiet uh-huh but when you hear but yeah. when you hear him coming up and down and it's not human beings it's loud and there's nobody there yep. yeah it's like and there's just, nobody there mm-hmm. but it just it's just like they're ornery Right, but yeah, exactly. Mr. Shadhorn, who he's got a he's got a lot of history with Dorothy Summer Theater. He worked there for years. He retired, but he came back to help us build a set. I think it was for the Music Man. So mm. Anyway, we were up there late night working with him on the set, and all of a sudden we he kept hearing this whistle sound. And I I stopped working. I said, "Are you guys hearing that? It just sounded like it was right in our face. A whistle sound." And Mr. Shadhorn said, "I've been hearing that for years. Just ignore it." I like, golly, he's so calm about it, you know? I was, because it was right in our face. I mean, that's one thing that I
1: wonder, because, like, most of the time, I had several times over and over, I'd have the same directors all the time, and so one of them was Judy Tipton. Yeah. And, um, like... Judy was the same way like she'd just talk to it she just we'd be on the stage like building set or doing whatever you know like the mm-hmm. walls that are like just the giant canvases painting them and all that kind of stuff we'd just have those set and prop days and she'd just talk to it you know she like I hear you but you remember how loud she was like she's like yep. yeah. I hear you back yeah. there like you can keep on doing mm-hmm. whatever you're doing but if you mess with this set <laughs> and I'm just like I'm just so glad that I'm just not a crazy person because she's the same <laughs> but I just wonder if it I don't know, if they recognize certain ones of us that are in there all the time and often, you know what I mean? Like maybe the whistle was like, just for Mr. Shellhorner, you know what I mean? I don't know,
2: I just, I've wondered it. I agree with that because, you know, he hadn't been there in several years to he's retired and he came out of retirement to help us build this set and then, cause I'd never heard it whistle before and it was mm-hmm. right in our face. I'm telling you, it was right there. But, uh, a paranormal group came to do, you know, research there from Oklahoma City and they stayed all night there i let them stay all night in there and then the next day they asked me they said uh, can we show you a few sounds that we picked up and i said sure so are, will you not show you Well, will you listen to a few sounds right that right we and i said sure so i listened to one of them and it sounded like an old man laughed. and now they, they yeah they picked that sound up um right uh right up, up above the wing up where you have to go to go to work on lights you're going to go work uh-huh. on lights they picked up the old man laughing then they played another sound and it was the tap dancing routine this is weird we uh-huh. had just finished nonsense and my daughter was the one who did the big uh dance tap dance routine solo she did a solo in there we were like really good friends in high school yeah, so britney did a big huge solo tap dance in the middle of the show that was that they reported they picked up my daughter's tap dancing routine sound. On the stage, no joke. And my daughter had already moved to Nashville within that month. She did oh, that show, and then she moved on to Nashville after she did that show. So that, that my the hair stood up. You know, that's when you really feel you know that there's something there <sighs> that they can reproduce my daughter's tap dancing routine, and they have it on film. I mean, on recording. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Was it you um, that I heard somebody had heard, like, growling or something? I have.
2: Was that you? I have heard growling. I have been actually in, in a play. It wasn't just me. It was the uh, kids from 1990, What's the in 1998, uh, that group of kids. We were all on stage, and the stage manager was stage left. And she kept hearing this growling. She thought it was one of the guys just aggravating her. And she kept going, she, you know, be quiet, because was, it was during a play. And finally, she just turned on her seat around to to catch them and there was nobody there and so she waves at us to come over she's freaking out she's ready to just walk off the stage she said just stand with me just stand here and sure enough because there's a staircase that goes right behind the stage manager set that goes down and then you turn and you can go into the audience but you have to open up a door and so anyway that was open that staircase was open and sure enough we're standing there and we heard that growl really evil growl growl at us Uh. we all turned around and then we felt felt a a rumble of it just rumbled the floor. The whole floor shook, and we we had a yes. We and even our directors thought was out in the audience felt everybody shake like a, a little earthquake. It felt like a little earthquake, you know. That's what it felt like. But it was weird. Yeah, that happened. I would have quit.
0: So. <laughs> we just, we, the show has to go on. The yeah, the show, this show go must go on. on. <laughs> the show must go on. That is so crazy. Um, We wanted to ask you while we have you because, uh, well, Holly was trying to look for, like, information. All we really found was, like, the year that... um that it was built, mm-hmm. and we couldn't find any information further, even on Dorothy Summers herself. And um, Holly was telling me that a lot of people actually see the ghost or hear the ghost of Dorothy Summers, and we know nothing about her. Well, she, in general, that, 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 the
2: older kids, like I'm old, of course, but the older kids it aggravates us a little bit because Dorothy Summers was still alive when all this stuff was going on. She was mm-hmm. still right. I was going to school, so it's not Dorothy. It is not her. Uh, there was a fire earlier. Uh, after the building had been built, there was a fire in there, and they had to rebuild part of the theater. And that's the. Only- but no one was hurt, I right? Think so I really don't think there's been a tragedy there.
0: I, I just don't think, think so either. Okay.
2: and my personal opinion, is I just there's so many people and and dance groups that come through there, and you know that's an entertaining place. I just think it feeds off of of the people there, and then imitates them. You know.
0: Yeah. And that's so And it creepy. wants your
2: attention. And when it wants your
0: <laughs> that's some Wendigo type crap. <laughs> we also have to remember that, you know, before there was ever a college there at all. I mean, this is smack in the middle of Oklahoma, and so it's Native American lands and, you know, all that. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's Indian territory. There's no telling what we're dancing on constantly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. in safe. Yeah. Mhm. I agree with that too
1: the last thing that I wanted to hit, this is just kind of like a surprise bonus out of nowhere because mom was like, Hey, ask Vicky about the Gemini twin too. And so um, the majority of my acting career um, after, so at Dorothy Summers, I was, I was small. I was in like the Broadway productions and stuff like that. And and we had a lot of act two stuff there, but once we started mainly taking over the Gemini twin, so Dear everyone, the Gemini Twin used to be a theater. It was Twin Theaters, hence the name. Um, One of them sat like, I don't know, 300-something people. The other one sat like 200-something people. Mm -hmm. So now it is a community theater. When you walk in, when you go to the theater, you go to the left to watch the play. So the right side is our side as the thespians of the world and so that's where our wardrobe is there's tons of clothes there's makeup jewelry all the costumes props you know set stuff is over so that side of the theater is basically gutted and we use it you know to get ready and then right go to this stage <clears throat> from the other side of the stage act two is at a community theater yes that's what act two is that's what act stands for everyone thank you uh-huh. for saying that, thank no you for problem. Saying that. No problem. so um <laughs> mom said that you would have like i i was there i mean so much of my like junior and high school career whenever i wasn't in something you know at school and i i had several people that saw things and saw a lady in a dress and saw things behind us and heard things um and that th- that building doesn't have as much history. I think it w- it opened in like 1972, but at the same time, you know. <laughs> I'm the president back too, so I know that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know when it shut down. I don't know when we started doing stuff there. Like, I really don't know. I just know that the first movies that uh, were played there were a Robert Redford movie and a Barbra Streisand movie. And it was like 1972. But anyway, so I was just, mom said that you would probably have stories. And she said she has some. And so I'd like to know yours at that theater.
2: <laughs> okay. So that theater that theater is one of also that if you don't have the lights on, it's pitch black in there. So one one night I was working on the set, and I was there by myself, of course, and working on the set. And we had a guy, He, he I'm, you know, he was special needs, and he wanted to be in a play. So, of course, like me, I'm going to find a way to put this man in a play because he loved it so much. But he would, every night, he would come in, and he would go to the side that you were talking about that has the theater where, where you sit and he would come in and he would always say Vicki you know my name and he would come to the stage and wait for me and that was his routine so I'm in there working on the set on the other side and it's pitch black in the theater side where the stage is and so I'm working and I hear him I really do I hear him come in and walk up on the stage and you could hear him walking up on the stage and then he said Vicki and I said uh, I'm in here and I called out his name I'm not going to say his name because I don't want anybody to know who he is but yeah. I called out his I'm in here, and he usually comes right to me, because that's his routine, to come right to me. So I'm working, and he didn't come right to me. And then a couple minutes later, I heard him walk across stage again and say, Vicki. And and I said, I'm in here. And I called out his name again, and he didn't come to me. And I thought, what is he doing? So I walked in there, and I flipped on the lights, and no one was in there. Mm-hmm. So I got my camera, and I took a picture of the stage. And then, when my, back then, you had to develop your film. <laughs> so <laughs> right, I yeah. got my film back. Where, where I heard my name being collared or called Vicky. there's an orange, it, I swear it looks like an angel, it's orange, it's an orange outline of a, of a, of a lighted angel, but it's orange, it's not white or anything, and that really, that was freaky, but uh. it wasn't collared, <laughs> nobody was there, and then during that same time, I was working, and uh, I was getting ready to saw some wood and I heard something hit the, we had all of the walls lined up up against the wall, but the walls that are pre-made for the set Mm -hmm. and something just rippled right down the walls, And it really scared me because it was loud and I'm the only one in there. And I thought that was not my imagination. So I pretended like I was getting ready to saw again to see if it happened again. And sure enough, it, did, it didn't hit those walls. It hit the wall close to where the saw was. And it rippled. It was a ripple sound, like someone was slapping the wall all the way down. Mm-hmm. And that scared me enough. That really did scare me enough because right when I uh, went to put the wood down, I was going to put the tools up, because I was getting ready to leave, just to leave just to wait for someone to come with me. And then it did it in the – there was a makeup room right there beside where my tools were. And I had a drill in my hand, and when it hit that those the walls in the makeup room, I just ran out of the building with the with the drill still in my hand. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh my that, gosh. Mom pulled up and said, what's going on? I, I, I said, You're not gonna <laughs> you sounded this. just like her. <laughs> 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 yes, mom, is her. that you? <laughs> 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 it went, she pulled up in a car, so I knew it wasn't anybody in there. So and Anyway, so she, she came and rescued me. I didn't have to run it by myself after all. But then um, <laughs> one night, one night your mom and we were all there and and, uh, we were sitting in a circle there the, the furniture's down too and we were all sitting there talking and all of a sudden we heard there was a staircase that goes up to the costume shop and on the side of the wall there's a big metal it's metal so you can't deny the mm-hmm. sound of that metal yeah and the ones those. that
1: go up to the light booth by the way raven the what? ones that go up to the light booth are it's a spiral staircase it's a tiny tiny it's like a well oh, and it's metal too <laughs> so
2: you no thank you, you can
1: hear these things yes yeah. anyway
2: yes <sighs> so we're sitting there we're all sitting there and all of a sudden we hear somebody come storming down those stairs and we all look up and nobody was there I mean, that's just stuff that happened in that building all the time. And uh, oh, yeah, gosh. you can't deny the sound of that, sound of someone running down a metal staircase and there was mm-hmm. nobody no. there. And then when I was oh, man, putting hats up and um, I was by myself again and I was putting hats up and the costumes were real tight because the room was small, but all of a sudden and you can't, when wind, wind, there's no way wind can blow into that area and it's not an air conditioned area. All of a sudden, the costumes just started blowing straight out. And when that happened, I dropped every hat I had, and I just ran down <laughs> what you call those, those round spiral staircases. I ran down those quick, and I was out that door.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those are little things that happened there.
1: <laughs> There's, like, a group of us that were, like, all in plays together, or we were, we were the actors, and they were the managers. Like, it was just very, you know like a little family and so right. I, I'm sure that mom experienced the same things Vicky did or heard the same things or she has her own but it was all it was all really similar like stories so she rescued me that <laughs> much if I was scared to death she, she's probably like what the <laughs> hell are you doing out in the parking lot with a <laughs> drill in your hand
2: <laughs> I think am running out of there with a the drill and then she pulls up i was still running when she pulled up <laughs> the shit in my face told it all
0: I'm telling you Oh man.
1: We um we did a show. I I really want to gosh, I can't believe if he wrote it or not. I really don't want to lie and say that he wrote it, but I know Stephen Bagley was our director. And mm-hmm. um that entire play like um weird things would happen to us even away from the theater. Like I do not know what was going on. But it would happen, like, and it was all of us. It was, like, whatever it was would, like, take rides home with us. But right there in between, you you know where mom lives, like, basically just straight down that same road. Um, So there was a light by the football stadium that would turn off and turn on every freaking night that we drove past it. And so I, I hadn't noticed it yet, but you know how you don't always go to rehearsal on the same night? You just go... Do your scenes with those people. Right. I don't I like I don't know. That's the way that Steven always was. Like you do your scenes with certain people and then you all come together for the whole thing. So um, anyways, I was going by myself for a while and then it came to the part where mom and I's scenes were together, and so we'd just obviously go together and she goes, Have you noticed she's like, That's like the third night that we drove past that freaking light and it went off. So then of course, I mean I've noticed it ever since. Like every freaking, every time a light goes on or off. And I like, I blame that theater. I'm like, what the hell's going <laughs> on in this
2: theater? That goes, it goes home with us and it goes back. Well, speaking of lights, I was in the back to the other story. I was in the, in the summers. We were sewing. We were getting ready for Romeo and Juliet. And they had been putting those sensor lights in some of the rooms at the university. So we're, we're sewing and all of a sudden right in the middle of sewing, the lights go off. But what the heck, you know? So turn them on, we go back to sewing, and a little bit later, it turned it off again. So I went to the physical plant, and I said, I need you guys to do me a favor. I need you to change the lights back in the sewing room, because I don't need the sensor lights in the sewing room, because we're in there a lot, and we, we're not moving a lot. We're, you know, either studying or doing something, and we yeah. those lights went off. And the, the guy at <laughs> the physical point goes, we haven't done that room. <laughs> oh put a pins are lighting oh, no. I said oh okay well' don't. Um, Whatever you just do, kidding don't I wasn't gonna tell them what happened <laughs> yeah exactly I, <laughs> I was just <laughs> telling you for the
1: future uh, um
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: that but that's I mean that's the whole thing in any theater that I've been in or acted in the main lights that you're going to get, there's no ambient lights from outside because you know, it's a completely, the lobby reception area is a completely separate room. So it is pitch black. It's very dark. And the only thing you're going to see is the exit lights. You're going to have one behind the stage and then you're going to have one, you know, for the patrons. Like that's, that's all there is and the rest of it. And it's also, it's designed in such a way to like muffle and help acoustics, you know? So you've got as much, you know, wood as possible, big, thick, heavy curtains, um, The carpet that goes up the middle of the aisles and stuff like that, like it's mm-hmm. all designed that way on purpose to help drown out white noise, and so right. that makes it even more alarmingly loud when we hear stuff like that and no one exactly. is in there. It's like exactly. it, it's made to muffle sound. Why am I hearing this?
2: Well, I know that it's not Dorothy. Let's put that let's put that myth that myth down and put it to rest because it's not her. She was alive when a lot of this stuff was going on. Now, I'm not saying that she couldn't come back and people see her ghost or whatever or the entity mock her and make it look like she's there you know but I, it's not her so there you go yeah I was looking <laughs> up her
1: um, I was trying to look up anything about her like why it got mm-hmm. named after her was she part of theater was she a professor she's like, very pri- I don't know anything about her private, like, yeah,
2: she's very private
1: I mean her grave reflects that too
2: yeah yeah when I'm she, sorry. Oh, oh, that reminds me. That one night we were doing a show, Right, this is right after she passed away, and we look out, and then in the seat she always sat in, there were roses in her seat, and none of us, not, trust me, none of us went out there and in, into the audience, and none of us set those roses there. So I don't know how those roses got there, I don't know who placed them there, but there were roses on her seat right oh after she passed away. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ooh.
2: <laughs>
1: yep
0: that is creepy yeah I
1: went to look up anything I could about her and then of course always anytime you do that you're going to uh, come across a findagrave.com uh, you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, right. listing of where that person is and there's a picture of her headstone and there's not there's not a birth date there's not a death date just the years and then it doesn't say beloved wife of mother of cousin aunt sister nothing and it's just got the, the comedy tragedy mask on it mm-hmm
2: Yep, she's That's very it. private.
0: Can I? Yeah, can I ask uh, just a quick question? Mm-hmm. What do you know? Why it was named after Dorothy Summers? Was it named something else first and then changed, or something? Or was has it always been Dorothy Summers? Well,
2: whenever they name a, a building or something, it's because that person's contributed a, a big amount of money. So okay. She had, she had no family. She didn't have anybody. She had no one to, to leave anything to. So she. She gave it to the university, and they named it Dorothy Summers.
0: Yeah. I know that um, the the building, I'm pretty sure that the theater was built at the, at the same time as that first building,
2: which was like 1911-ish. Yeah, that used to be the only building. <laughs> yeah, that was like That's the so first crazy. building. Yeah. that they started with, yep. So it's old. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you how old it is. Right now, you can't walk up the front steps of where those pillars are because they have it all cautioned off and taped off because... The, it's they're disintegrating that's how old they are they've got to figure out what
0: oh my gosh their cases.
2: yeah
0: so oh wow yeah well we really appreciate having like this was a lot of fun actually <laughs> <laughs> even though I have no hand in this I've never done any of that I've never been there I'm like really enjoying listening to all of these stories well, so, love- this is like the one time I get to sit and listen to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why they're called Holly's Haunters. Yes. Thanks a whole lot, Vicki. <laughs> anytime. We really, really appreciate anytime. you. It was Thank my you. pleasure. All right. Thank you so we'll much. You. Hey. We really all appreciate
2: all you. Time. All right. Bye.
0: Yay. Okay. So we have another guest. I'm, like, really liking this guest thing. I'm, like, super into it. So... Our second guest is Kimberly Wren, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little, a little bit about yourself and your affiliation with the Dorothy Summers
3: Theater. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, my name is Kimberly Wren and, uh, I am an alumni of the Central University Theater Program. I started in 2003 and I finished my theater degree in 2010 and then stayed another three years to get a second degree, but yeah, no. Um, when i started at east central back in the fall of 2003 dorothy summers was actually going undergoing a renovation a renovation and nobody was allowed in the theater and that point the only time i'd ever been in there was whenever um we would go to see shows there like in high school or whatever um so i didn't really have a lot of experience with dorothy summers at this point in time and then um that spring semester in january before they reopened the theater and uh we started doing shows there again and then I started learning about (laughs) why people like told stories about Dorothy Summer's theater
0: and that's the thing too I want to just add real quick that like I am the research person on this podcast, and so I could not find anything on this. We we talked a little bit about this with Vicky. Like, I tried to look up, um, like, there is no, I guess you could say, records. Of things that happen in this theater, it is all word of mouth, which is where Holly comes in, because ah. <laughs> she talks to people. <laughs> I do research. She talks to people, so yeah, this is all word of mouth. So having you guys on is so awesome.
3: Absolutely, because I mean, whenever you, whenever you first start, you think, oh, that's just something that they tell like the freshmen to mess with them, and then, yeah. and then one night you're working late on a project in the theater and weird things start happening. And I'd like to preface this with like a Michael Scott season four quote. Like I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. (laughs) I'm a little stitious. (laughs) I'm a little stitious. And like, (laughs) no. uh, So I'm in rehearsals for a show right now. And we're actually playing an outdoor venue here in Ada. But um, all of the people that are in the show, of of them, most of them are are old school ECU theater alumni. So I was talking to them yeah. about this podcast, and, was, and, and we just had a big conversation about like all of the weird things that have happened to us in Dorothy Summers and and like what our That's superstitions awesome. are and stuff. And like one of my personal superstitions is that like I don't enter the theater without like passing her portrait and acknowledging it. Like I always like tell her like, hi, Dorothy, like I'm here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, But no, uh, I've been um, in many a play and been on many a crew in that theater. And some of the things (sighs) I've even been in a tornado in that theater before. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. No, it's, it's, lot.
0: so you gathered a bunch of um stories oh yeah
3: like there's plenty of stories of like uh being down in the dungeon and um the theater is multi-levels like the building itself uh is three stories there's a basement and then there's the ground floor and then there's the second floor um so the dungeon is kind of like the sub-basement it's below level one but it's not exactly like basement basement level I, because it's still like I already well,
0: don't like this <laughs> but, well, it's called the oh. dungeon and
3: it's the it's where the sets were constructed when the theater program was housed in old science hall so now it's in the new fine arts yeah store. but um the dungeon was where the sets would be built It's where we would have our work teams. and so if we were working late on something nine times out of ten we were either in the dungeon like working on construction or we were up on stage working on um, putting it all together. And either one of those scenarios is bad. I've been uh, pushed down the stairs. What? Did you get hurt? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's um, I was running, I was running curtain. Like I was running the grand drapes for a production and Dr. Shallhorn had come back to, to guest direct. And, um, he had retired years and years before he had actually been the technical director under Dr. Summers. And, um, oh my he came back as a guest director and I was running the grand drapes, uh, for her call during his show. And, um, the stage manager was at her station right beside me and she was like flipping like I saw her hands in the corner of my eye like she was flipping through um, her prompt book and something mm-hmm. like uh pushed me backwards hard enough that I had to take a step and whenever I took a step I fell backwards through the trap door that had been left open and fell like into the vomitorium oh, Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then uh, we, the same show, and this was, by the way, this was the first show in January of 2004 when the theater reopened after being remodeling, being remodeled, and it had closed for like five years at this point. So this is the first like show in this theater in like five years. And I think maybe the ghosts were a little bit restless. Because like I got, oh, yeah. yeah, and I got pushed <laughs> on the Nobody to mess
0: with for a while.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and so there's, um, uh, from the stage level, um, there is a staircase that goes all the way down to the sub-basement dungeon. Um, so it's like three stories, more or less. And so oh I got, I was going down from the stage level to the makeup room uh, in the green room, which is directly underneath the stage. And i got pushed down the stairs and yeah so that... this is the second time you got pushed for in the same show like series. what yeah it was crazy. somebody really
0: did not like you being i there. was a freshman
3: i was a freshman <laughs> i didn't i didn't know i didn't know i felt i thought i was being hazed, but no it was like nobody oh was around gosh
1: and i was standing on the stairs one time Like, I had gone down to the green room. I had left something on a a chair that was down there. And I got my necklace, and I was going back up the stairs. And something ran past me so effing fast. And it was cold. And it, like, pushed me up against the wall. And I was just, I was by myself. Because we were all supposed to be in a group. We used to wait. You know, we'd leave the green room and wait right there on the stairs. Because, obviously, children thundering up and down them. I tried to explain to everybody earlier that it's that's allowed. That's a loud area right there, and you're it, right next to the stage. Yeah. Yes, and so um, you you try your best to not, uh, you know, travel there. There's just, excuse me, I'm about to choke to death. <coughs> <laughs> Um, there's just some places that, you know, that you don't go in that theater, like walking around backstage, the stage is super creaky, you know, there's just, it's understood. And so like hearing
0: is stay
1: away from the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like it was so, I'm telling you, it was absolutely chilly and it brushed me, you know, like up against the wall. Like I, it was the same, same kind of situation. I'm trying to be quiet. And this freaking thing is just like shoving me out of the way. I was like. Well, (laughs) I guess I'll... uh, There's no one here. (laughs) I should probably just go up to the stage. Just creep me smooth out.
3: Have you ever heard... Have you ever been in the green room and heard the heels? Yes! The green room is right underneath the stage. Uh, And
1: you can hear it walking... Oh, God. Just go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so the green room is right underneath the stage, and it's purposely designed that way. So So there have been times when after a production we've been hanging out in the green room like getting our things together getting ready to like go out to the bar or whatever and at that point like we i mean that doesn't happen until like everything is is put away everything is preset and like the lights are off the goats lights left on like nothing should be on the stage at that point. I mean, everybody's done their final sweeps. We're in the green room. The stage is shut down. And And nobody in their right mind just hangs
1: out up there by themselves in the dark. Not in the (laughs) dark. Listen, I'm a brave
3: person. I'm a brave person. But we, we would be hanging in the green room and you can distinctly hear somebody walking across the stage very loudly in what sounds like. I don't want to say high heels like business heels because it sounds more like a character shoe like with that short sturdy Yeah, heel. the clunky heel. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the clunky cl- heel. Yeah.
3: Yes. But it's a very it distinct sound- gait.
1: Yes. I was going to say they sound like they're walking purposefully. Like they're walking mm-hmm. with I don't know how to describe it to you, Raven, other than like authoritative? I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. It's like a not a casual saunter, but it is that that uh, like speed, a I guess. director's block? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> like the fucking trench bolt. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the heels, I've heard more than once. Um, the most recent time that I heard the heels was about six years ago. Um, we were... The, gosh, this was... I want to say... Memorial Day weekend um in 2015 and um I wasn't in school anymore but we were uh I'm a member I'm president of the Ada Shakespeare Company and we were borrowing Dorothy Summers to work on some construction because it was raining and so Mm -hmm. um we were set up on the stage and uh This storm came in, and this particular May had been very wet. It had been torrential downpour to the point where, like, there was flooding in Oklahoma. There was a lot of crazy things going on. But um, we're up on stage, and we have the door propped open because of paint smells and everything. But um, (laughs) really, we're watching the rain, watching the storm roll in. And all of a sudden, we hear the tornado siren like, go. Oh, no. And I've been, uh, that's the second time I've ever had to take cover in Dorothy Summers from a tornado, but this is the first time I've ever, like, heard the heels. So we, um, bolted the doors back and went downstairs into the green room because at that point we were like, no, there can't be a tornado. We're not gonna go all the way down into the dungeon. That's like another flight of stairs.
1: Yeah, and and that's a whole hell of a lot of bricks if it does make it through there. Exactly. Just. Just so listeners know, like hardly ever, like there were tornadoes all around Ada, but uh, Ada is a very, very hilly area, including it's a, this, this it's a um, black campus. black hole. Yeah. Yes. This campus that we're talking about is extremely hilly. Like the, you know, the president's mansion is up on one place and then there's another hill and then down at the bottom of the hill is the football stadium. Like it's very hilly. And so the way that tornadoes work, it kind of just doesn't go down in there. It just kind of dissipates. And they'll split up and go around Ada, whatever. But at the same time, in the off chance that you do get hit in Ada, uh, you don't want that many bricks being on top of you. (laughs) But not only that, but, like, there are
3: still, at this point, still plenty of, like, antique tools left down in the dungeon as well. Oh, no. (laughs) So it's like, "Mm, maybe not. Like... (laughs) <laughs> uh but we were down in the green room which is a which is an actual ground level um the green room was at ground level, it had an outside door that went out to the parking lot. So we were in the green room because it was like, well, at least we're close enough to the basement if we have to run even farther. And um so we're sitting there and we knew that the theater was locked up because we had shut the doors and bolted them. We didn't want anything to get like blown around and stick to the wet paint that was on our flats. And um, we're just sitting there, and you know, there's a point during a tornado before it hits whenever everything goes eerily quiet and very still. During that moment of stillness, I'm sitting in the green room and I'm with um, the director of our show, and we were the only ones in the building, and we're sitting there. During this moment of stillness, and we hear the heels clicking across the stage.
1: (laughs) And they definitely don't sound like they're in a panic. For people who are not in theater, a flat is a makeshift wall, and it's basically like a giant canvas. It's got a wooden frame, it's canvas, and you paint it, you design it, like, if it needs to look like brick or stone or whatever, that's our walls, so...
3: They're not cute. So, little yeah, shoes, we, had, we had, yeah, <laughs> no, we had flats laying out on the stage, like being painted into our backdrop, and the the heels were like walking a, right over like our flats, and we were freaking out, and so our director like goes up there to to see to make sure that there weren't like any kids or anybody else seeking shelter or whatever, and he was like calling oh, up the yeah. stairs, we're down here, we're down here. And, like, he was getting no answer, and he goes up. I mean, and this is not, like, a lot of time has passed. Like, not enough time for somebody to actually hide, because the lights in the theater were still on at this point. We ne- The building never lost power. And he comes mm-hmm. back in, and he's like, guys, there's nobody up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was the heels.
0: Uh, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy
3: because uh, I've been yeah. the first person in that theater before for rehearsals um, or for a show or whatever so it's really disconcerting to blindly like walk through lo- like a lobby and then walk through and I've done this so many times in the dark that I can do it honestly like with my eyes closed and still never run into anything um, yeah that doesn't mean that I'm going to volunteer to do it. Like, it's one thing to do it out of necessity, (laughs) it's another thing to, like, be forced to do it, but no. I'm a brave person, but I don't fuck with Dorothy Summer. No, I was going to say, the history of theater at East Central University is is kind of interesting to begin with, because um, the first play that was put on was a fundraiser to raise money for football uniforms. Hmm. Um alpha psi omega the national honorary theater fraternity East Central has one of the oldest chapters in the country is prop like the old theater department is still being used for like long-term costume storage or prop storage or set storage um but the stage itself is apparently unstable and unsafe which makes me really nervous because i was in one of the last full-scale musicals that was staged on dorothy summer's stage <laughs> and yeah. i'm like you mean to tell me that we could have followed through that stage at any given time but yeah so you there's, have, in, um, the, in, in, and it's very maze-like too there's lots of catwalks it's impossibly high and yeah i've just never uh have you ever seen anyone on the catwalk in Dorothy Summers, oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's I mean, no um, thank you. We've we've been we've had uh, we've had a couple of shows where we've had to get had to send somebody up into the fly galley to mm-hmm. um, run the big big drops, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're facing the stage, the two it looks like giant speakers on either side. Like near yeah. the top, so those screens um, are removable, and we actually used that space during the last musical that we did, which was a version of the producers, um, and so Ooh. that was pretty cool. Uh, but I, they were like, "Okay, we want everybody to climb up there," and I'm like, "The hell you say!" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know how long it's been since a human being sat on those boards, and I'm not going to be the first one to touch.
1: Yeah, like define yeah. define everybody. um anyways the one at the catwalk that was at school like i never you and i were in a ton of place in that Mm -hmm. building like we were in that building for literally like everything like my i was in the theater so much there that my my beta alpha phi box during rush week was there in one of the green rooms you know like Mm -hmm. so uh um Oh, God, the catwalk that was up there in the middle of the stage Mm -hmm. that I was in a lot of theaters whenever I was a kid and I I never had anything happen there. I didn't hear anything weird, you know, and anyone could that building was unlocked a lot. So anyone could walk in and you could kind of hear it sounded like people would be behind the modules and hitting Mm -hmm. them, you know. Like when you'd hit him with your hand and you could hear it. So, by the way, this this auditorium had three circular modules that were raised seating. It was the craziest place. Like, it's just wild. I don't know how everyone could hear us. I don't know how everyone could see us, but it was brilliant. Very unique. But there was space all behind it. So us as actors could come in from pretty much anywhere and you wouldn't have ever seen us. Um, cause we could travel behind these modules, but they were empty mm-hmm. underneath, like for storage and stuff. We had tons of wood and storage or whatever but underneath there. I
0: might add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. They were locked, but like you could hear, you know, it sounded like kids running around behind there, like hitting the modules It's a very hollow sound. Mm-hmm. And then I swear to God on everything multiple times. I was like, who is up on the catwalk? Like there was a person. So Uh, if you're not in theater, you don't go to plays, whatever the, um, oh my God, help me. Like the stage managers, prop people, everybody like that dresses in black so Mm -hmm. that they're, they don't take away from the production.
0: I was mostly part of that crew.
1: Yeah. You were, you were the black headset crew. (laughs) I Um, still
0: am in a way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Uh, Shadowing. Where's the (laughs)
3: lie?
1: yeah (laughs) and so uh like there was a person in black up there on the catwalk and one time it pissed me off I was a little bit jealous because um I I always wanted to go up there I was like I want to go up there I want to get on the catwalk and they were like no we don't want students up there it's dangerous we don't do that da 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 and I'm like fucking I've seen a person up there and they're like no you haven't and I was like uh are you serious right now like I I felt so entitled you know I was Mm -hmm. like I act i act in every theater in town just let me on the catwalk and i swear on everything there were people on the catwalk more than once there was a person but
0: apparently mm-hmm. not i don't know also were you two might have been there we were waiting at one point for our um i'll just say our director <laughs> to let us in for i can't even remember which play it was but so I know for a fact that it was locked before she got there and let us in. And when we came in, were you going in by the uh, vending machines from inside? Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And when we all came in, we walked in and we looked up on that catwalk, and that freaking doll was in the middle oh my of the catwalk. God, Do the you doll, remember? Yes. Were you there for that? <laughs> yes. You- oh my gosh. <laughs> that doll. Oh my goodness. That doll appeared all over the place. I know it was like an
1: elf on the shelf or something like, how in the shit? I
0: know you two, you two might've been there.
1: It was awful. Well, remember, I I think we were doing, Kim, you were in Wizard of Oz, right? Weren't you part of the stage crew or something?
3: No. Did you do Wizard of Oz? No, I didn't. Shit. Okay. Well, um. I watched Wizard of Oz. I thought it was very good it was yeah. good we did a
1: great job Same. but i can't remember um i can't remember who it was it might have been tim or it might have been brit but one of the or derek it, one of them got locked in their damn room, and we oh, were... Oh, no, I was there for that. Okay. That was Tim. Yeah. Okay. Like, we could not get him out, and we yeah. couldn't get him in, we couldn't get out. We were literally thinking about popping ceiling tiles off of... No, we so did. We, to because get in he, there.
0: Yes, because he ended up climbing up through the ceiling tile and over to the next room Yeah, the to big get room out. with all the mirrors. Yes. So,
1: here's the deal, dear listeners, the way that this is... The way that this... um. It's kind of unorthodox. The green rooms, dressing rooms, stuff like that were stage left. And so, should I explain stage right, stage left? If you want. I don't know. If you're standing on the stage, right?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. if, you're looking at <laughs> if you're standing <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> if you're looking this at the stage. Uh, <laughs> so, so, this would be audience right. Stage left, yes. is audience right. Yeah. So, yeah. that would be the direction to your right as you're sitting in the audience looking at the stage. Yes, but if right.
1: you're on the stage, it's your right, their left. It, so if you know anything about automobiles, it's the same way. It's your left front tire because it's on the driver's side. Same same mm-hmm. situation. So anyways, so um, usually the happenings in a theater or, or the ones that I've been in are stage right. Like your curtain guy is over there, the person what in charge that? of telling you when to go on. I have no fun. I don't know, but it's always backwards. <laughs> It it really yes it is. Yes. And so um so in this particular theater, the green room and all that kind of stuff, which doesn't really make sense because you make a whole hell of a lot of noise going across to enter from stage right, but I digress. So you have like smaller rooms that are just like makeup rooms or just uh changing rooms whatever for the people who have to change more often and then you have a giant room that's just walled with mirrors and it has like a countertop on it for everybody to do their makeup in a communal setting and so he got locked some fucking how in his room and like we couldn't get him in and he couldn't or we couldn't get in and he couldn't get out and so he had to hop over into i think he hopped into the big room if i'm not mistaken we yeah and we had to wait for somebody with a key
0: to come unlock the door so because it was i believe was only lockable with a key
1: i swear to god it was so it, it's
0: so it was crazy yeah actually i think that might have been annie was that not annie was it? oh my gosh it was Annie. i wasn't there for the yeah i wasn't there for oz but i was there for that so okay. it had to have been annie okay that's so great. Yeah. We, there was a lot of stuff with Annie that went down. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, like, hearing the kids, like, you're late at night and, you know, we're rehearsing and you hear, like, children from behind the, it, it, like, it's just oh it my gosh. so
3: weird. Do you remember how so much crap happened during Annie that, like, I wrote that scary story for Mrs. Allred's senior English class and it, the setting was the Bing Auditorium? what (laughs) do you still have that (gasps) you know what i don't know know if i do but like i hope i do (laughs) oh
0: man i (laughs) know i I, I, like
3: senior english that year like we were supposed to write a spooky story and i wrote uh, a story about zombie cheerleaders in our high school auditorium
1: (laughs) so dear everyone we're all in different grades it goes kim then me then raven
3: um
1: yeah so I, was a I baby. missed out on that. <laughs> well, I mean, I that's what baby. fucking sucks is like we're the we're the same age, but I did. I we really did, are. I did skip. I did <laughs> skip a grade, and then I don't know. But um,
3: I was just. I was one of the youngest people in my yeah. class.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And same with me. But I. I so uh, do you have? Oh no, you said you don't have
3: any Gemini twin stories. Uh, I don't. And it. But then I only did. Um, a couple of a couple of shows there. I've seen plenty of shows there, but I've never During the couple of shows that I actually had and I was a part of the full rehearsal process there. I never had anything happen to me in that. Moment. Yeah, I didn't really have anything people it doesn't surprise me because there is the saying that every theater has the ghost and that's yeah, yeah, the reason why yeah. you leave the ghost light on. I mean look at the brand new theater that East Central University just built. I I was at ECU for so long that I, whenever I started school, there was still a bookshop and a cafe on that block. And then yeah. they immediately started tearing it down, building this new facility. And then I got to finish out like my theater degree in the new theater. And, um, That's awesome. And so it's like, oh, new theater, no goats. And it's like, the hell you say?
0: So, um well, I mean, because you're always building on top of something else. You are, and I think that I don't know why, but I feel like when you put a theater there, it's like, oh, you like drama. <laughs> well,
3: like, you and you then put, then put a theater there, and then you you uh, named the theater after a famous native actress. You know? Yeah, yeah. Then-
0: and
1: walls don't walls don't keep anything in anyway. Like it does. Exactly that's not how that, that works. So yeah. one of the one
3: of the weird things about ataloa stage is that like there's always a breeze like no it's weird dead of summer no air conditioning you can stand on stage in ataloa and there's a breeze
0: see vicky was talking about uh, a ghostly breeze as well that's just so crazy
3: yeah, it's it. it See, really but is. that's
0: the cool part is that we had Vicky first, and then you're just here, basically confirming, telling us this. Yes, confirming everything. And mm-hmm. that's it's just so strange that everyone pretty much has the same things happen to them, and you don't even know like yeah, until you start talking like, to people. W- when I was a kid in shows, there, like I'm
1: little, little, and than in dance there. So like, that was around the same time Vicky was in school, right? And so Mm -hmm. then Kim isn't there during those times, but Vicky and I are. And then there's a segue from where Vicky and I go to community theater and we're in the Gemini Twin, you know, like, and they're experiencing the same things. But like, I never really, I I had stuff left and right at Dorothy Summers, but I didn't spend any more time in there. After Mm -hmm. like junior high, once I was in community, you know, once we started act two at
0: Gemini Twin, um, we weren't in there anymore and so and then it moves to Vicky being with Kim because they both I believe worked on the one with um, Dr. Shalhorn mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so yeah. it's so crazy yeah it's like the five degrees of Kevin Bacon
1: except it's the freaking ghost <laughs> of the Dorothy Summers Theater
0: <laughs> maybe it's just
1: the ghost of
3: East Central University it might be yeah because I mean or there ghosts. is supposedly an elephant buried somewhere on campus what? Have you never heard this story? Yeah. So, so there's a story there's like, and I don't know, like, like I want to say, I really do want to say that like somewhere in the university, like the story is addressed officially, but the, the urban legend is rather that um, (laughs) like a hundred years ago. And it was a hundred years ago. Like whenever I was in college, like by now 120 years (sighs) ago, uh, uh, a circus came to town and oh um, while the circus was here like one of the elephants died and supposedly the elephant is buried I've heard in different parts of campus that- but the most common <laughs> variation is under the 50 yard line like on the football field yeah
1: why What? But why? So full of shit. Who even (laughs) makes that up? I know. God bless. How much LSD were you on to come up with that? (laughs) Let's
3: see. No. I mean, stranger things nice. have happened
1: in Ada Oklahoma. Well, we're sitting here talking about ghosts and entities and all these stories and experiences mm-hmm. we share. And I'm like, no, a fucking elephant didn't die there. I don't accept <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen, I believe what I believe. And I don't believe that.
3: I'm not here to kink shame <laughs> anybody. <laughs>
0: Did you, Kim? Did you have um, anyone else that had like some really significant stories? Tell you anything that happened to them? Um,
3: Sam talked a little bit about like being touched, like his face being touched. Yeah, um, that like arrest? or <laughs> no, 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 no. Bad like touch?
0: Uh,
3: no, that I'm he sorry. would be, that he would be like. I want to say, he's taught he's it, like his face and his hair, or just like his head in general, like not necessarily like caressed, but oh, like, like kind of wind wind blown or something, like like booped, less oh. caressing <laughs> and more like boop. You know, you
0: got booped by a boo, exactly. <laughs>
3: um, and I mean, the whole building is just really really creepy and prop. Storage and long-term costume storage are two place are probably the two places I spent the most time in the dark in that theater just yeah. because the light switches are so fucking hard to find. And after twenty yeah. years, you would think that I'd be able to do it like blind, let alone you know just in mm-hmm. the dark. But you know, yeah, I always forget like where they are. But no, it's it's easy to. It's what okay. So these places are some of those where you're trying to like get across the room and it's completely dark and you're just slowly making your way and you keep hitting everything and everything and you're thinking oh my god in heaven like why is this room so packed with junk how am i ever gonna get over here (laughs) like yeah it's
0: like Vicky had mentioned that in the Gemini twins, that like overall lighting or whatever was like upstairs. And I'm like, why would you do that?
3: Oh my God. It's not <laughs> only upstairs. It's not only upstairs, but the only way to get up there is up this tiny, little, tiny little circular rickety. Yeah, 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 that- like <laughs> iron staircase. I told you, I fucking told you.
1: I said the but same that- thing. I said, it's like you're in a well. It's like someone put a staircase in a fucking well.
0: So they exactly. want you to go up the freaking stairs and turn off the lights and then go back down the stairs in the dark. No, the, web, the thing stays
1: lit up. The little
0: column that's thing just, stays
1: lit up. So there's light better. switches. I think there's like a light switch at the top and the bottom. We usually <laughs> left that light on anyway, so I don't fucking know why. Well, but and most our- theaters,
3: <laughs> most theaters leave a ghost light on on stage too. And if they don't, then they should, because that's just a general safety thing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a reason why they leave the lights on for the ghosts. I'm Tom Bodette.
1: We'll leave the lights on for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special Supernatural episode, Holly's Hauntings. Catch more next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?